side sleeper, back sleeper, stomach sleeper, doesn't matter what your body is, Helix Sleep has the perfect mattress for you. Usually, I'd go to a hotel room and I'd be like, I wouldn't miss my mattress because like whatever. Ever since I've had a Helix Sleep mattress, I hate sleeping anywhere but my bed. Helix Sleep is awesome and you don't have to take my word for it because it was awarded best overall mattress in 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to $200 off and two free pillows. What's going on, everybody? Hey, it's Wednesday, or I don't know. Who knows what day it is, really? But uh, welcome to the Vow Files. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the elite team of uh, Chrissy, Allie, and Amanda. What's going on, ladies? Not, Not much. much is going on. <laughs> wow. I, I have to tell you, I went out to a bar. Here's something. I went out to a bar, and I'm curious. A boy went up and started immediately talking about how sexy I was and how he would tear up my pussy. And I think that is an abrupt way to speak to somebody. <laughs> I agree. Like, who says that? You have to be so unbelievably hot if you're going to talk like that. Like, oh, you wait, have to be a, oh, so you... hot and powerful oh. if you're going to say something like that when you first meet yes. someone. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> So hot and powerful gives you possibly Ooh. some sort of permission to do that? No. I, no permission? No, no, no. no. Chance of success? Yes. Okay. Oh, interesting. I just I just mean if you're going to be like that direct, I think you have to be packing a real punch. Like you have to have no, a really I, I obvious mean, listen, reason to be I, that I, confident. I'm teasing and I once, oh, I have a friend, I guess, but he would get sauced and... Uh, it would work for him. A good-looking, confident guy, and he uh, would walk up to them and 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 you know, a bar situation, and he'd be like, "I want to take you home and go down on you and make you come all night long." And um, go home with you and tear as a verb are very different things. <laughs> Either way, he would talk about how he wanted to make them come. That was his opener was talking about making them come. Yeah, and, I think uh, it's weird. It would work. For it him. didn't work for me, but that guy did end up going home with I, a girl. I just want to right. say, listen, Somebody it's else. a big risk. It is. To yeah. uh, have your opener be easily assumed as sexual harassment if they don't like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, totally. Totally. Right? You have the right to think of that as sexual harassment or or not. Yeah. To, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anyone would call you crazy for being like uncomfortable and violated in that situation be Right. And that's not yeah. the same as a guy totally. like having the courage to say, hi, you're pretty. Yeah. No, that was the opposite of what happened. Balls <laughs> uh, on that one. But um, that guy my... did go home with a girl that night. He somebody did go for it. But I was shocked that well, somebody actually went for it. But when you think about it from his standpoint, if he's at the bar saying, I know what I want to leave with is a pussy to tear up, then it makes sense for him to be that direct. I think it's a kind of a bad way to engage with people. Like I'm not defending him, but I do think it's probably a very effective way. Like it's a great weed out course. All right. Well, we have a great episode for you. <laughs> uh, the delightful Krista Allen is with us. I saw Krista on TikTok and I was like, isn't that the girl from 13 going on 30? 
And uh, I not only knew this because I saw an interview of her talking about that because she's like close to 30 now. So we have a fun conversation about getting older, growing up, dating in our 20s and, and life. And uh, she was absolutely delightful. Really enjoyed my conversation with Chris. Uh, she's uh, a great follow on TikTok and Instagram. So check her out there. And I, I'm sure you will love this episode. Uh, if for nostalgia purposes, uh, go back and watch 13 going on 30. And um it uh perspective what a what a what a tricky thing to learn in life and uh yes. we talk about that today uh don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castme.com cast with a k for our ask nick episodes go sh- be sure to check that uh monday's episode out if you haven't listened to it already for some sage dating stories and advice next week sheila kelly joins us to talk about pole dancing uh actually it's a lot more than that we one of my favorite conversations i've had in a long time uh, is with uh, uh sheila women empowerment uh, finding your sexuality you're kind of uh, feeling comfortable with your kind of erotic self and how men and women can uh, better communicate uh, and uh, we really get into the weeds in, in such a great way and i uh, really appreciate uh, sheila so that's next week you'll love it be sure to check that out but right now we have krista allen for you Uh, Krista, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I am very excited to to have you on. It's funny. I like. I was aware of your existence. Obviously, you've been around for a while. But I like really started following you, paying attention to you when you were like, "Hey, if, if you want to feel old, I'm about to turn 30." And I was like, "Huh? Yeah, <laughs> thanks." Um, it was right up there with the Macaulay Culkin turning 40 tweet back in the day. Right. Um, and I thought that was really funny. And, and so I started following your stuff and, and then, uh, you are, are really entertaining on social. And then you put out this TikTok. I pride myself in, as we all know on the show of giving sound relationship advice and you drop some really great knowledge and your TikToks are bomb. Yeah. Your TikTok game is so good. It's like if. If if uh, if they like you, they'll let you know. If they don't, you'll they'll confuse <laughs> they you. Also I'm like, let you know. super simple. We've given this advice before, and yet you don't see it. And I was like, wow, why, do you want to come on this podcast and like talk about life and the relationships? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, great. <laughs> and here we are. So thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, that TikTok, I think, is just it's another way of saying he's just not that into you. Yes. Yeah, but we have ways, as as you kind of mentioned before we started recording, of convincing ourselves that they are into us through a bunch of different ways. And the mental gymnastics you will do to convince yourself that someone might eventually fall madly in love with you um, are are stunning. Yeah. Stunning. But before we get into all of this relationship fun stuff, I was curious. Like thirteen going on thirty, legendary movie. Uh, fan of favorite from it's my girlfriend's one of her favorite movies. Do you, being an actor in the movie, do you appreciate it in a different way than, than other people? Do you still watch it when it's on? Because it's one of those movies that's like always on. on all the time. And for a lot of people, it's one of those movies that not not necessarily me, but they will always watch it no matter where it's on. Yeah, Are you different than that? Is it weird? How is that? Be- yeah, how is that for you? Yeah, you know, historically, I've always had an issue with watching anything that I'm in, uh, including interviews. It's just like the experience of like being an actor. Like for me, I got into it to disappear into roles and kind of hide, you mm-hmm. know. And so now the fact that like people 
recognize my face and stuff it's like a little bit shocking um but it's since it's been so long i can now watch it and feel completely detached that makes sense from 13 year old me and i can just watch it and enjoy it like i'm a fan um and i am a fan it must be incredibly meta for you you know obviously it doesn't take much self-awareness to know that you're about to turn 30 but nevertheless being in that movie about a young girl who's 13 who wishes she was 30 and then she becomes 30 and now you're like oh fuck (laughs) did that make you feel a certain way because you know growing up i the one thing we always lack and we'll, and we'll talk a lot about it is perspective growing up like it's the hardest thing to have you have to live it to get the experience and the perspective and no matter what our friends family and parents tell us Sometimes we just have to learn by fucking up on our on ourselves, ourselves. And then when we get to certain birthdays, like 25, I freaked out. You know, I had a really bad 25th birthday. How has that been? Like, does being a part of this movie and getting older and, and living life, has that helped you getting older? Does that make it, is it even a more kind of like, I never thought I would turn this age, being the 13-year-old girl who's like, I wish I was 30 and you were 13 filming the movie me like that'll never happen to me or were you wishing you were 13 when you were 30 and how do you think about uh, getting to this age and, and what are your thoughts on it because a lot of people struggle getting older yeah um, it comes up on you quick yeah 30 does I'll, I'll say that much it all does so does 40 girl <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it, always, it gets quicker it gets quicker <laughs> Yeah, um, it it came up quick. Um, 13 feels like yesterday. I mean, it truly does. But I think that at 13, I was probably wishing, you know, more like to be 30, but not in the way my mom would always say, Krista, don't be in such a hurry to grow up. And it's not that I was in a hurry to grow up, but I wanted to experience everything life had to offer. And I still feel that way. Like I just want to explore. I want to learn things. I want to meet people, see the world, all of that. So it's not about, you know, growing up too fast. I just want to have all the experiences. But it is interesting that I became sort of the poster child for turning 30 because I think that I'm a good person to carry that weight um, because I don't ascribe any sort of like negative thing to it at all. Great. I think, uh, you Have know. Have you never had a birthday where you were just like, fuck, didn't want to turn this? <laughs> no. I have never let any sort of like metric define me in that way. I feel very. Great. You know, personally capable to like define myself by my achieves- achievements, my aspirations. Um, and I think that People need to stop defining themselves by all the metrics, the number in your bank account, the number on your birth certificate, the number of followers you have or likes or views you get. I just, you know, numbers, it's its really just a number. X's, how many divorces we've had. <laughs> your, your, um, what is that called? Your, your number. Yeah. Your body count, right. Your body count. Yeah. Doesn't. Def- we have a lot of women calling in and guys, I guess who have lived a life that didn't go out how it how they planned it and they are in their mid to late 20s early 30s mid 30s and they are thinking to themselves can i start over what does that look like and there's always a lot of fear and resentment or not resentment a lot of fear 
about what the world will think of them based off of, as you say, these numbers that they've accumulated. And numbers could be relationships they've had that didn't work out, uh, you know. We are obsessed uh, with numbers. We are. And it just doesn't matter. Hey, remember I told you that Helix Sleep mattresses are awesome? Well, still mean it. They're great, truly. I mean, I I used to think there was uh, uh, no difference in the type of mattress, uh, and then I slept in a Helix. Not only is it just great to sleep on, the experience was great. Um, I took a quiz. Uh, Delivery was fast and easy. I didn't have to go to some mattress store or anything like that. It was amazing. Also, it's just super fun to open up the box. It's like a whole unboxing experience if you're into that type of thing. The important thing is you can get the best sleep possible. You just take a quick quiz, match it with your body, your preferences, your sleep preferences, and then the next thing you'll know, you'll be having the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering my listeners up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows just by going to helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's helixsleep.com for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Don't have to take my word for it. Helix Sleep was awarded best mattress overall by GQ Magazine and Wire Magazine as Best Mattress of 2020. And up to 100 nights free, risk-free. You'll sleep on it if you don't love it. On the 99th night, you just send it back, but you will. Trust me on this. I got you. Hey, everybody. Hey, did you know that if you want to get healthy and stay healthy, you need to know more about how you make your decisions, especially the decisions when you're like at the grocery store, or decisions about what to eat and what you eat it with and maybe the time of day you should eat and all these different type of combinations are so important to meeting your health goals, whatever those health goals might be. And maybe it's, you know, maybe you're someone who struggles to put on weight, build muscle mass. Maybe you're someone who struggles to lose weight. You're not sure if you're putting a lot of investing in your exercise and you're not getting the results that you need. Maybe it's because you're not getting the information you need to adjust your diet habits. And Noom is going to help you get there based in science and built by psychologists. Noom doesn't uh, give you rules, but instead teaches you how to think so you can accomplish your personal health goals, stick with long-term goals and get healthy food habits. Over 80% of Noomers finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. And that is important. You know, diets, they don't work, but they always, you always hear not diets, lifestyle choices. And Noom is helping you build those strong, sustainable lifestyle choices. Personalized coaching, flexibility, and, and where you digest it. Just 10 minutes a day will help you meet those health goals that you have whatever they might be. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach means that you're not just improving your health, you're gaining the knowledge and the habits you need to stay healthy. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to stay healthy, people. And Noom has helped me get there. There's science in getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up today for your trial at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Learn how to get healthier with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L. I, 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 it took me, I, I'm, I'm jealous that you've had this perspective this whole time because maybe it's in my, my analytical brain that I had to yes. get to a place it is. where I had to stop caring about numbers, but I, I wasn't always that person. Were you, when it comes to your growing up uh, and, and starting to date in your young life, uh, did numbers matter to you? What do you think about couples early on in dating, uh, exchanging the count, if they will. The count, again. Body count, numbers. You know, it's it's not a conversation that I prioritize. And I do think that if somebody brings that up with me, like first thing, mm. it really shows you where they are in their 
evolution as a person um if that's a priority you know i mean i agree but what do you mean by that how so like uh you know there's just so many things that i would get to before that like what are your values in life and um you know where do you see yourself what like like what do you want from a relationship what do you value in a person and yeah if that's like a thing that comes up as something that's important to you i mean it's literally like someone asking how much money is in your bank account you'd be like what who does that i don't know is it a lot of people do you think it's a lot of people do it do you think it's different uh if a a man asks a woman that versus if a woman asks a man that it's different only because society has somehow decided that like a woman is is somehow decreased in value if she has many sexual partners and a man is you know celebrated for it and stud yeah like that whole thing is just so unfair totally you know i'm all about a sex positive man is looked at differently than a sex positive woman 100 percent. where did that come from it's insane but also like just the fact that you have that conversation means that you're probably gonna assign some judgment to it right like it's gonna go one of two ways they're either gonna be like oh this person's uh you know they get around like i'm not into it or you're gonna be like you know, somehow you're put on a pedestal because you don't have very many. Like, it's just neither yeah, outcome actually, is great. No, you're absolutely right. It 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 is a setup. It's a judgment question. It's a setup for failure yeah. almost every time because, like, some people would be turned off by, you know, having, like, one or two sexual partners ever kind of thing. Like, that's too many. I, maybe it's my evolution as a person, but I find it. I don't ask the question to that point, but. Eventually, I think in a committed relationship, it would make sense to have conversations to learn. You know, our past can be an indicator of our future. What we've learned in past relationships is important, right? I think those are good conversations to have in relationships at the appropriate time, and not necessarily as like a, a like a what's your number, but like it happens. But that being said, I personally like. In my dating life, I'm trying to find someone who matches me or compliments me in all aspects, right? And like I, I've I've dated, so therefore, you know, I've <laughs> I've I have a a resume, you know, and so it, so have you had that I, talk with with your girl? Like, have you have you thrown numbers? Out? No, we haven't had numbers. We've one time I kind of joked where I kind of guessed, you know, but. uh I was like, it's lower than you probably think. And then she guessed what she thought my number was. And I'm like, I'm not entirely sure, but it's way lower than that. Way lower. But but my point is, is that I would I felt comfortable and more connected to her knowing that she has also had part like it, it wasn't like a one or a two situation. It was she's dated lived life, lived life <laughs> you know, had different experiences, had some regrets with those experiences. Right. Like that to me was like, oh, thank God, you know, like it, it made me more attracted to her. I, w- I would have felt uncomfortable had that, that would have told me that we're just, we're a different ass. We're, we're just not connecting there. And I don't, I don't want to be the one showing, you know, I, I don't want to be your sexual guide <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Like, nah, like I want to know that you've, to me, I find it to be an attractive thing. I found her like, I still don't, I guess I don't know her number, but 
because I didn't ask, but I, I know it's not one or zero or two kind of thing, right? And that made me more confident in our our sexual connection. And do you did is that how you feel when you're dating people or or do you think it's, it's a benefit to know that there's a at least you're relating onto your sexual experience? Well, what I want to know is like are people keeping diligent notes? I think some people do. About like each experience like and, and what is it entail like do you have you know names and phone numbers and and details about the experience like how many times you had sex or like like how do you come up like this number thing i can just follow that journey like as far as it goes like how diligent are people getting with their note taking i have seen some people on tiktok with spreadsheets uh there are people who make lists they write it down and and I, with, I've, like I've heard more. Like that I've automatically heard more, assigns a douche factor. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I I've heard I've heard as many women doing that as men, and oh, but yeah. but the intention I think is different. I think men will do it as a notch on the belt, so to speak, a conquest, if they will. And the women I know do that are more like a just kind of a just tracking my notes as if like you know just i'm just keeping tabs like a uh, journal just a friendly reminder of what I, yeah it's like yeah. that's more it's of a, a journal history. it's, it's, a, 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 it's a journal sexual yes, autobiography. it's totally journaling yeah. it's totally journaling yeah um women will journal the yes and i love the like brief notes that someone will get we'll put like uh you know smelled like eucalyptus or like yes. you know just really specific <laughs> notes about the experience like should you know took me for a fast drive in his Lamborghini or like whatever. But I, I do, I totally agree with you. I think it's, uh, the, the question, the premise is set up for judgment, especially if you're asking it early on, if you're asking it as a way to like, in the first couple dates. So I want to know, flag. like now that you know that you're going to have that conversation eventually, like it's, it's something, you know, is going to come up and you're going to talk specific numbers. Does it give you any sort of like anticipation or is it something that you think about often? Like, what is the number going to be like, uh, like picking lottery numbers and then finding out <laughs> whether or no, not I, I, I don't anymore. Like I said, I, I don't think I'll ever know her number. Cause I'll never specifically ask. I just know he doesn't want to know. I no, I would. I don't know. She like it was more like she didn't offer like we like one night we were like drinking and having fun and just like talking about stuff. And it wasn't the environment wasn't like interrogating. You know, it wasn't like we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We had been, you know, we knew each other for over a year. The first time we even talked about it in any type of detail. Um, and she didn't want to tell me her specific number. I'm like, I don't care, you know. Uh, it's not going to make a difference to you how you feel about her knowing that. Correct. But I always yeah. knew that like she had experience, right? And I, I'm just saying that found, I found that comforting. Um, and you're right. And I think it was because I didn't want it to make it about sex or, or anything like that. And yeah, people do it all the time. And it's, uh, and it's interesting how men and, do it, and men and women do it for different reasons. But I always say like the questions you get asked on dates are as important as the questions you ask. And, and that will tell you a lot. And Absolutely. if you feel judgment, uh, if you feel judged on a date, then chances are you're being judged. Yes. Yeah. What Susie says about Sally says way more about Susie than it does about Sally. I've never heard that. Did you run that back? Slow it down. Play yeah. it again. Uh, you'll be like, it, Whoa. it, it really, it really does. <laughs> hey, do you guys like hard seltzers? I know I do. Do you like vitamin C and antioxidants? Also, 
Yes. Do you want to combine the two and have a refreshing drink? <laughs> Who doesn't? Vizzy Hard Seltzer is combining these beautiful things that we all love into one refreshing drink. And let me tell you, it's refreshing and tasty. Ooh, black cherry lime, my favorite, but they also have other delicious, delicious, I can't even say delicious, I'm so excited. Pineapple, mango, strawberry, kiwi, blueberry, pomegranate, papaya, passion fruit, watermelon, strawberry, the list goes on. In April, Vizzy is also launching its own lemonade heart seltzer in four delicious flavors. Ooh, with the same antioxidants and vitamin C. Vitamin C, really great for our immune systems, our overall health, our skin. The list goes on. Low in calories, low in sugar. Vizzy is the drink you want and maybe even need to enjoy your day. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L. That is Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y, HardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L. All you badasses out there who want to protect your eyes but not want to spend a fortune, don't want to worry about losing your sunglasses. Blenders is the sunglass eyewear company for you. Unlike expensive big brand shades that you've probably lost or smashed in the past because you're too busy having fun, because <laughs> we want to have fun, especially when we're wearing our sunglasses. Blenders are actually affordable. So you're uh, not going to cry if you do lose them. And you also look great. I mean, they got so many styles. They also have blue uh, blue light glasses uh, to protect you know, your fashion frames out there. Look at Christian or aviators. <laughs> You're so having cool. fun. That's what fun looks like. I, I looked up, but I saw the coolest person of my life. <laughs> it's not just sunglasses. Blenders has prescription glasses, readers, and blue lights, as well as a snow collection with goggles and accessories. Live life in forward motion with blenders. That's right. Hang 10, my friends, to score 15% off. Score. 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 Don't get. Score 15% off your blender purchase. Visit BlendersEyewear.com and enter promo code V-I-A-L-L-V-I-P because you will feel like a VIP by wearing your blenders. That's BlendersEyewear.com, code V-I-A-L-L-V-I-P for 15% off blenders rocked with pride worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Rocked with pride worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, again, it's, it's all part of this, like attempt by society to assign value to a person using all these different metrics and you know um depending on how kind of spiritual spiritual you are like i think that we are inherently valuable as people just because we exist you know beyond the things that we accumulate in this lifetime you know including our experiences and and so putting a number on anything be it age or sexual partners i'm just like why what about the contents of my mind age is just a number from age is just a from number. 13 going on 30 you heard it here first uh, that, no i mean I, I you're not gonna get a disagreement from me <laughs> i was uh at a gathering uh, over the weekend and i came into a conversation with uh women debating uh dating and it seemed to be a conversation that was driven by a, an actual event and they were would you be mad or what's the situation? And it was, they were talking about uh, f having friends of the opposite sex um, when you're like your boyfriend, well, with your boyfriend and girlfriend. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh gosh. Um, I look forward to hearing what you have to say about this because I've always been very open-minded and like, oh yes, heterosexual males and females can be just friends 
But as time passes, I wonder about that one because every time I break up, it feels like there are many mans waiting in the wings. <laughs> that, From your guy friends. Yeah. Where they're like, hey. Like I, just waiting for the opportunity, you know? Yeah. I, I think, um, well, one, I, I, I think guys, men and women can be friends and platonic friends, but it's not the same as a heterosexual relationship. Um you know, my, my women friends who were very much just friends, right? I know the brother and sister, if you will, type of relationship. That was a thought of like, I'm not, I don't, there's no interest. I don't want to see you naked. I don't want to, nothing there. Nevertheless, there would be, while I was a single guy, in some ways they filled the role of what a, would be a girlfriend, let's go grab a movie and dinner, you know? And while still very platonic, it would like, you know, we would hang out with each other more. And then if they got a boyfriend, we would naturally hang out less. And it wasn't because we were less of friends. It was because the space is filled. The the space is filled. Right. And I think it is a red flag if you're in a committed relationship, but you're not recognizing that space should be filled by your new boyfriend or girlfriend. And you, there should be only like, it's a little, it can become problematic and weird to make, to, to, to maintain the amount of times you're grabbing dinner with your girlfriend, friend, friend, that's a girl. If you now, now have a, a, if you're in a committed relationship and vice versa, like how much are you fighting for that relationship? I right. think can raise like some red flags. Well, uh, it becomes an, an issue of, you know, the amount of quality time you're spending and who is prioritized in your life. Yeah. And then there's the question of like, well, I trust you, but how much do I, these friends and then there's a, I, do they you know, have ulterior motives? Women will say, uh, you know, like I heard like a lot of women in this group, like, well, yeah, you don't know she's hitting on you, but I know. I'm a woman. I have an intuition. Guys will say the same thing. It's just like, I know what it's like to be a dude. He wants to have sex with you. Right, you right. Know? And th- these are, are are both true true statements. But uh, yeah, and it, it is often the case. Sometimes people will pretend to be friends because they're, they just af- want to stay close. they're afraid to ask. They're afraid to like, take the leap of faith yeah. and, and then they see a window, you know, they'll respect, you know, they meet and it's like, well, let's be friends. I'm not creepy. I don't, I'm not, you have a boyfriend and but they befriend you, your boyfriend, and then you befriend your boy, which is key. <laughs> I will say you have is to, is that the hack? All right. Well, let it be a, known. It's not a hack. I think if, if, if you're going to make it work, it's incumbent on the friend to go out of their way. Like if my girlfriend, right? She has guy friends, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not asking you to stop being friends with guys, but like, if they want to be friends with you, they should want to be friends with me. It's not your job to make them friends with me. But they does it make you feel to. any type of way thinking that, you know, many of those friends, there's a possibility that they're waiting in the wings for I, an I'm, opportunity. I'm very physically attracted to my girlfriend. I think she's great. I just assume that every guy would absolutely have sex with her yeah. if she was down. <laughs> It's a good assumption. That is a fair assumption. Like I mean, assuming I your girlfriend, any single available guy, any single available guy, yeah, and would some, try it. And and if she was like, "You want to have sex?" And I like, I'm I'm just gonna bet that they wouldn't be like, "Nah, 
Maybe I'm sure. I like. I maybe this is my blind, like confidence in my girlfriend. That's where the <laughs> that's where the uh, I have to trust her more than anyone else, and I can't necessarily worry. Of, I can't worry about everyone else. It takes too much energy trying to trust everyone. In fact, I shouldn't trust them. But at a bare minimum, he should still want to be my friend, even if deep down he would yeah. probably sleep with her. This also really speaks to your confidence and and personal security because you trust yourself not to, you know, get jealous in a way that is going to like interrupt those friendships. Uh, which brings me to my next question. In the same group of conversations with these women, uh, one of the girls described a situation where she was with her boyfriend and she like went to the bathroom or something. She like left and she overheard a girl like in a coffee shop or I don't know where they were, but she heard the girl saying, Ooh, she now's my shot. I'm going to swoop no. in. I'm going to swoop in and go for it. And she acknowledged how she got so mad and, and she came back without realizing where the girl was. I don't know where, but she like said, you know, this fucking bit, you know, and she kind of went off on the girl to her boyfriend without realizing the girl was right behind her. And then she said she felt a little silly. And then, but she's like, yeah, fuck it. I actually felt good because I expressed myself. And I was just like, yeah. And all the women in the group were like, yeah, that would piss me off. And oh my God, I would be so mad. And I would it make you mad? Because I actually had a different point of view given that story of, of, of seeing, watching in action a, a, a woman knowing that you're his girlfriend and and trying to make their move on your boyfriend i know that the knee-jerk reaction is to be jealous and to be angry and i know that that you know i would feel those feelings but ultimately in my head i know that a person is going to do what the person wants to do and if my man wanted to go for it with that girl He's going to do it whether I'm, you know, whether I intervene or not, whether I chew her out or not. It's, True. it's not up to me. And it's, you know, that practicing non-attachment to any and all outcomes. I actually was thinking about this a lot on the drive here. Like once you truly, can I swear on this show? Mm -hmm. Once you truly do not give a fuck, everything comes to you, whether it be, you know, career stuff money love once you truly let it go that's when it just wants to magnetize to you and so i think you know even in a in a circumstance like that you know she's she's trying to swoop in and, and you say to him like go for it if that's what you want like well i'm not gonna stop you that's what i it was just like you know it was i i like walked in on it and and like they know i have a podcast talk about relationships so like well what do you think and i was like <laughs> i have a different perspective and like you're i'm not saying you're wrong i mean i get it you feel how you feel because i can't tell you to feel a certain way yeah. and I, that, I mean i get it i would understand like she doesn't respect your space but like me personally in a relationship i get a bit turned on in that situation that's the thing because it's transgressive well another if, thesis of mine oh my god do go on well, if I, again, I find my girlfriend to be attractive. And oh, this is controversial. I, when, when, I love it. When, when the world gets back to normal, you know, or 
uh, we're fully vaccinated. We're going to travel. We're going to go out. And, and, and I have no doubt that she is going to get hit on. <laughs> right? You hope she gets hit on. Sure. You and can see I that don't... she's still desired by other people. Ah, I don't... And it turns you on I don't because want... you're yeah. the one who has yeah. her. I don't, uh-huh. want to, I don't want to like hover around her or be afraid to go to the bathroom because like someone might hit on my girlfriend. No, God, no. Like, And so knowing that I trust her, like, and I see, and I go to the bathroom and I come back and all of a sudden I see a guy wanting to buy her a drink Thank you. You saved me $8. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm good, bro. Like, she's not no, going to do shit with you. $8. You know, like, oh my you know, God. I don't really care. I have an absolute trusting confidence in her to not do anything. Some people would say, well, how doesn't that make you nervous that you're putting all that trust? And it's just like, listen, the upside of that trust I have in her, and it does, there's a turn on of like, it's a... You want this person so much, but she is gonna, you know, be nice and friendly, indulge your, but like she, she, she's not going anywhere, and she might drink your drink. You buy her, but she doesn't owe you anything. She's not gonna do anything with it, and like she's gonna come back to me. That's there's a sense of power and pride, and it's a turn on, and having that happen time and time again is worth it. On the off chance that like I'm wrong, that one day she breaks my heart, I see it, and I. And the only thing that's going to hurt is my eat. And I'll, uh, yeah, it'll hurt. I'll be wrong. It'll fuck me up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. But I would rather live in a situation where I get the upside of seeing my beautiful girlfriend get hit on and like feeling good about the fact that she's desired rather than yeah. like losing my shit because I can't trust all these other guys, nor should I. And I can't trust, you know, women can't trust other women. Yeah. Like women are be like, I can't, I don't trust any of these other women. And it's like, nor should you. No, of course not. You, you can trust a snake to bite you. You trust people to behave yeah. exactly as they're going to behave. But I couldn't imagine living in such fear that one day oh the right God. guy is going to come around and, 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 and she's going to be like, eh, it's worth it. And like, if that's the case, then you know what? Then it wasn't meant to you're be. Not, that not, wasn't your you're person. You're not it for me. You're not my person. Yeah. And uh, and you got to live with that. And and ultimately, you know, life can only be lived forward, but but uh, understood backwards, right? And you look back on it and you're like, oh, that person was a mirror to teach me the lesson that I needed to learn to get to this next beautiful place in my life. And, you know, I find that looking back on these situations, inevitably, like there's some silver lining or at least some lesson in it every single time yeah totally and it's not gonna be like you're not gonna feel anything yeah oh you feel it yeah and don't get me wrong there might be a time where like you i could see like a super attractive guy and i'll be like fuck (laughs) he's super hot like i feel like a little but you gotta just you gotta lean on that trust and in la too like the probably the the you know events and stuff that we're both going to it's like not only are they hot but they're like some of the most accomplished people in the world sometimes and you're like what the, like how can i compete with that like that person's on you know the number one tv show or you know it's mm. like there's a whole other level to it where you know so have you always had that confidence level or is that something you've had to experience? no i had to i had to work on that i'm a scorpio so you know what does that mean? That means Ooh, we're, we, we can Scorpio. be pretty jealous. So Scorpios are naturally jealous. Yeah. We're, well, we're fiercely loyal and protective and like intense I, and deep. 
I think I can be all those things. I'm fiercely loyal and I certainly can be intense and sure I'm deep. <laughs> you didn't seem so sure on that one. Well, it's one of those things like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think I, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, um, no, but, 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 but does I, that, does that equate necessarily to, do you have to be jealous to be all those other things? No. And then jealousy is, oh, it's 11, 11. Um, Jealousy is one of those things where, uh, so I learned my biggest lesson on jealousy in a very specific relationship. I had this boyfriend and he was just one of the smartest people I've ever met and like a socialite. Mm -hmm. He was so good with people um, and just, he would like flit about life in such an effortless, you know, elegant way. He was like a dandy. He was like Willy Wonka. <laughs> He was like a magic man. And um, and so it would present in situations like uh, like we would go to dinner at like the hottest restaurant in town or something. We'd be in London and it'd be packed on a Saturday night and we couldn't get in. But he was so like flirty and, and charismatic and engaging that he would go up to the maitre d' and he'd be like, you know, do you have a spot for two? Like we want to sit on the patio and, and make these like outrageous requests that nobody else would make. And they'd be like, bro, no, like we're at capacity. What are you talking about? And the way that he would flirt with the hostess or, or whatever to, to ultimately do something nice for us really opened my eyes to what like, mm. you know, what that could be. Like, Flirting is not necessarily always about like just ending up in a relationship with someone. It has so many other utilities. I, yes, I feel like <laughs> that we could talk forever about this as someone who has been described as a flirt his whole life. That doesn't, I've never, I've been accused of flirting and I was like, what am I? I don't know. I just thought I was being friendly and you're right. Like, did he did so when in that situation did you at your most insecure or jealous did you question his motives in that moment of like why are you being so friendly to her oh yeah i mean like, what I are you was trying like, to fuck her like, <laughs> exactly i was like 21 22 at the time i think and um yeah I, I would take him to the side and be like what are you doing like flirting with the, you're flirting with the hostess we're here on a date and you're flirting with the hostess and it was just this like he was so calm and he'd be like baby i did it for us don't you see? I did it for us. It's a tricky situation though, because what if, what if, could that be, where do you draw the line between like, you know, a little gaslighting, a little manipulation <laughs> oh, right, versus. Yeah. Right, right, right. The yeah. way she just said that was a little gaslighting. Yeah, this is like, baby, I did it for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was faithful to me in yeah. the relationship. But that's, so, it, so that's, that's, where, that's where it gets complicated. Start but, sleeping with the hostess. Maybe right. I did it for us. No, but it's, tr and I, you know, but it all, all jokes aside, I think that's where it's important to like be self-aware of your feelings. I mean, duh. But if you feel jealousy and you feel insecurity, it is okay to express that to your partner. I think sometimes people often confuse that in relationships where the only option to express jealousy and insecurity is in the moment with all the feelings and feels that you were feeling rather than or an anger, yeah. Or an anger rather than being like hey babe, I'm going to recognize that like there's a maybe a possible scenarios of why 
this all played out, but I'm just going to tell you how I felt without any accusations of your intentions, but just my feelings. And I just want to talk through it to see if we can get to a mutual understanding. Yeah. And perhaps next time, could you do this, uh, communicate your needs yeah. in that moment? When you do this, it makes me feel this. Do you think that you could? Would you be open to, you know, um, and express your needs? People, yeah, responding with that like explosive emotion, I feel like is most people's go-to. But, but flirting really is something I think a lot of people struggle with in relationships because it's a thing that we probably were attracted to our partner when we were getting to know them. It, like it, it was like, oh, you're so charming and friendly to be around. And yes, they were probably really flirting with us and, yeah. and vice versa. But like yeah, maybe it's just their that? natural thing to just kind of know how to, again, you're right. In that situation with your boyfriend, he probably in a way technically was flirting. Like what is flirting if nothing else than... It's making another person feel, feel good. good. Yes. Yeah. And isn't that what we should all be doing at all times is lifting up those around us. And if you're, you know, have a bit of self-control, it doesn't, you know, for most people, it, it doesn't have to mean that like you want to bang that person. You're just like spreading positivity. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually something I just realized in the moment. Maybe like Natalie is, I wouldn't describe her as a flirt. I think she's like a ninja flirt because she's just really good at being nice all the time. And she's nice to everyone. So if I see her being nice to, I think that's maybe the difference too. It's who they choose to be nice to. If it's timely, like Natalie is just always present and always like, how was your day? I really love that about you what a great she's always like focused on the person in front of her even when i'm with her like a grocery store checkout person or, or whatever so i've never saw and i don't think i'm not as good at that so i could see how if i were to be at a restaurant and be like hey you know, do you have a city? you know she'd be like wait where did this come from you're not this way all the time right where she is more constantly and i wonder if it's me never thinking about her being a flirt even though i guess i know she is but it's because she's just kind on a consistent basis and thoughtful where some of us, including myself, aren't always, I, I have to turn it on. Well, and that's where I think we need to evolve as a society because people interpret interpreting kindness as flirting can be problematic. True. Yeah. Yeah. People do that all the time. You know, yes. every like, guy that I meet and am nice to at a party thinking that I want to go on a date with them is oh there yeah there's yeah. that other aspect it's not of useful for anyone like we just need to we just need to really develop that self-awareness well and that's the hard part earlier. too about like being a young woman who's like going out and seeing people you have to like it's either yeah be nice to people and have people assume that means you want to go home with them or completely be a bitch which is not helping anyone so then it's like where do you draw the line yeah yeah. So men and women are very much both guilty for different ways of misinterpreting kindness and friendliness. And, and I guess basic level flirting is you want to have sex with that person or they want to, you know, like. I think it's just everyone's lonely. Everyone just well, wants every to be. Yeah, but even lonely. before the pandemic, we were misinterpreting. Yeah. <laughs> we were for lonely sure. before the pandemic, too. Um, yeah. No, but but I think what happens and it's such a shame is that 
on that topic of like like what initially drew your t- you to your partner is that you know over the course of a relationship you see those circumstances happen and then you like talk your partner down and you're like oh that makes me feel insecure when you like are nice to that person um what happens inevitably is you like dull someone shine you take their light from them through all of those little micro uh situation don't do this don't do that Ugh, that bothers yeah. me you know. and and it over time it all adds up and it it turns into this thing where like you've taken away what initially attracted you to that person so how did you at 21 22 were your first reaction in that situation that you described was to get jealous or insecure and flirt when did you develop that self-awareness to to not have that be your first reaction and all while still appropriately addressing your feelings if you felt like it needed to be addressed at some point. It's hard to do. Well, there was a lot of growth in that relationship in general, but something a girlfriend said to me at that time really landed with me, and you kind of touched on it earlier, and that was that when you are in love with someone, you cannot understand how everyone else in the world wouldn't also see that person as like, the greatest thing to ever exist. Yeah. Yeah. And when you realize I'm like, why don't you want to have sex with my girlfriend? Right. <laughs> You're like, clearly this is the greatest human to walk the earth. Like everyone would want to be with them. But that's not the case. Yeah. It's really not the case. That's- not everyone's gonna see in your person what you see in your person. Um, so that was liberating for me. True. And even if they do, they still choose you. Like every day waking up and having them be your choice people always ask like how do you keep the spark in relationships right which is a very tough question for because every relationship's different and you know time is just wears you down (laughs) but if you can try to wake up it's like you have to be if, if you accept the possibility that at any moment your relationship can end it's scary but at the same time, then you wake up every day and be thankful that it hasn't. And every day that they chose you, every day that happens is a bit of a, wow, again, me? You want to still be with me? What a win. Wow. Same to you, babe. <laughs> you know, and I think that's kind of, there's a, you, it's a tightrope of not taking it for granted. That's why I've always constantly said like this idea of like since this preordained or predestined love or fate or there's this one person. The one. Uh, is a recipe for stale, a staleness. Of, and disappointment. And disappointment. And because it's just like, you know, well. Because you have to choose each other every single day. Yeah, 10 years it's in, work. you're like, why are we together? I don't know. Because like that was part of the plan. Because that's what we do. It's the plan. We did it then and we're doing it now. And so here we are. Yeah. So recognizing that your relationship is fragile without getting jealous and insecure and and being a neurotic mess because you're like, oh, fuck, it could end at any day. I don't know what I'm going to do. But but appreciating and then waking up and having that person choose you and they're they're with you because they want to be with you, not because it's like, fuck, I don't know, I promised. Is a is a, a great way to keep the spark going. Indeed. And and I feel like a lot of people do just kind of stay in a relationship because like that's that's what we do. You know, we made this promise. Yeah. Uh what are some things that um you didn't other than the things we've already talked about 
things that you didn't think about yourself and how you approach relationships in say your early teens and 20s versus now heading into 30? I don't know if I understand the question. Like, are, like what have I improved? No, or just like, how do you, do you see things differently? You know, in terms like, of um, like, did you like make lists? Like we had that question a lot. Like, did you make lists before? If I want like this, 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 sure, this, this an apartment when you were younger, but now that's not like a situation. I'll give you an example, right? I, when I was in my early, in my twenties, I had a girlfriend who once again, I thought she was attractive and I think she had confidence in herself and she would talk about, well, she didn't think she'd ever do it. The idea of posing for Playboy excited her and that was like uh, yeah. and i remember we would fight over the thought that yeah. she just acknowledged that it would be like maybe a dream but also by the way i could never do it kind of thing and i would be it i, I would like so so first of all we decided that she wasn't going to do it we decided by we i don't mean we but like we, we decided i didn't mean it like that i'm saying like wow. we we came to like can we just I, apologize to her right here, right now on the well, air? I didn't mean it like I wasn't a part of that decision making process. But Nick was her manager. Go. He said not today. But like what I meant by it is like I understood I wasn't worried about her doing it, even at early twenties. And and yet I was so bent out of shape and still argue with her about like it bothering me that she would even want to. I it was a very kind of possessive type of mentality that i had in my early 20s ah okay whereas right? perhaps modern day you would be like so that desire that you have is maybe like some sort of exhibitionist thing and how else can we fulfill that fantasy well my my response at this point in my life is like you know whatever dreams that you have babe i'm i'm here to support yeah. and as long as like you're okay like i'm more like let's just think if if, if you're coming if you're asking my advice my only advice would be like just Think about how you feel about this choice 10, ish, ten, 10 years from now as much as you can, as much as you're thinking about it now, and then whatever you decide, I support you. But I remember being way more possessive and, and giving a shit about things. And I, my, I guess my point of all that whole story was I was arguing with my girlfriend at the time about things that she said she wasn't going to do. <laughs> but she... Just because it was in but, her heart. But she was expressing a fantasy. Yeah. And her fantasy made me insecure about, I don't know, myself or what she was going to, you know, to that point where like, that's nuts as opposed to getting older. And not only again, like it's not even about her doing it. It was embracing that fantasy is something that we could have fun with and, and, and play around with in our relationship. And I had to learn that through my own maturity and confidence because I mean, I, I, I think about these fights and it was all my fault and it would be like, I would, I, I just wouldn't let it go and be like, do you still maybe what it was nuts. It was totally nuts. But yet I, I, I did, I did those things embarrassingly. So, and I guess that's a different between me at like 21 versus me now. Yeah. And, and those are the things that you can only learn through like horrifically challenging, you know, conversations or fights that you have with people. Um, that's a big one for me. I used to have, you know, I would fight with with boyfriends when I was in my early 20s. Now I choose not to. And I don't end up with partners that that fight really. I don't fight. I don't um I was with someone for for 4 years. Uh, we separated recently. And the most gorgeous thing about 
the whole relationship was that we didn't ever say anything that we couldn't take back. To this day, there's nothing that he said to me or I said to him that I'm like, oh, that's cringy. We never said an unkind thing. We would just communicate rationally and we would have, you know, the same tensions over and over again that ultimately led to us not being together. But, you know, when you get to a point of uh, communication mastery, like there's no reason to, to end up in like, you know, these big fights that you see in movies where you're like throwing cell phones and, you know, physically fighting and, and whatever. Um, I just don't think it has to come to that point. So that that has been a big change for me. Yeah. I just a, don't engage. If, if someone wants to, to yell and scream, I'm like. Do you think there's a situation that. where we make mistakes? Totally. But if someone in a relationship says something to someone that they have to get over. You know what I'm saying? Like they said something that was so hurtful and they said it out of anger. If that person who heard the received the the, the criticism or the the and they have to actually consciously get over it to your point that the other person had to regret it. Is that immediate grounds for considering ending that relationship? I wouldn't say it's immediate grounds for ending the relationship. Or at least being open to it. You have to consider that that's never going away. Yeah. And so you choose a partner based on that. Like, does this person understand nonviolent communication? Because if they don't, it will eventually lead to that. And, or happen again. For sure. You know. And probably get progressively worse. Yeah. The best indicator of uh, future behavior is past behavior. If they've done it once, they're going to do it again. <laughs> People tend to get more like themselves, not less. And with that, that relationship you're in that you did that, was that a... Why you... That you had a relationship in the past that wasn't like that. So was that a, a combination of you two being like, this is how we're going to have this relationship? Or, or did you... You know, like for me, it's something that has been more active. For, like I, I wasn't in relationships in the past where it got, it got, I've been in toxic relationships in the past. And again, you can have two normal people. That are just a bad, they bring bad, out the worst bring out in the each worst other. In each other. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes, you know, like I'm a level-headed, I, I don't like to rate, I don't like to get you know, fired up. It yeah. makes me feel very unsettled. So I, I don't, but I, um, I, so that's something I've actively looked for in relationships to the communication was huge for that very reason of, I've, I felt like it was, if I couldn't find a way to communicate early on, I, I wouldn't go further in that relationship. Right. A person will let you know very early, um, whether they can communicate well. And I don't know if any of us want to be in a situation where we're like training someone how to communicate. <laughs> You're either on that level or you're not. Yeah, that's true. All right. So are you dating now? Are you back in a relationship or in a different relationship? I'm just having fun. Great. What are your I, thoughts on hookup culture? Um, I, I support whatever people want to do. Um, for me, like I'm attracted to very like specific people and it's never... It's never who like everyone else is attracted to. <laughs> like, I don't know. People talk about uh, celebrity crushes or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, Chris Evans or like the who's the guy with the long hair that plays the um, I don't know. I can't. I don't who know. Hemsworth. Oh, like, uh, like oh, yeah. Aquaman? Him too. Or the 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 super like manly macho Aquaman. guy. Aquaman. What what's that? Yeah, Aquaman. With Jason, well, I forget yeah, Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason, Jason yeah, exactly. Momoa. Not my thing either. He doesn't girl. do it for me either. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, for me, it's never like people are like, oh my God, your co-star's so hot. He's who's so your, hot. Who's your celebrity crush? Well, that's the thing is that I don't, I, I literally am not attracted to people just based on their looks. For me, it is all about the mind. And I'm so turned on by a very smart person. And so- yes. How do we like feel Ryan about like, <laughs> Stanley Tucci is like coming? He's really. His, I, Did my, you say Stanley Tucci? My my uh, my. Uh, Are my, you trying to match make me with Stanley Tucci? No, but like what he's mean? someone. I find it. He is someone who my my brother's ex wife years ago would be like. I have such a crush on Stanley Tucci, and I was just like. See that would be huh? my, I can totally more my see type. It though. That, I was like, "What?" Yeah, but recently, she—I've come to find out—not alone. He is—he's <laughs> definitely become a sex icon. Yeah, it's that he's like funny. austere. Yeah, women love funny men. Um, I can see that. I can see that. But so wait, do you? If I if gun to your head, who's your celebrity crush? Oh Lord, Albert Einstein. Really Living celebrity crush. <laughs> Oh God! Um, <sighs> prepare to get canceled, Krista. Uh, Elon Musk. It's like that's okay. <laughs> that's my type. Why would I get you canceled? <laughs> I love that journey for you. Yeah. Oh Lord. There's a no, lot of like that nerdy type. I there's love a lot it. of upside, I guess. Yeah. There. He's a you know he's changing the world. I think he is. He's I mean, we, so ambitious. Completely changing transportation as as we know it. Maybe maybe he's going to save global warming. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe not. He's going to make us an interplanetary species one way or another. Um, that yeah. I I just Elon, would okay. never go for like uh, like a Hemsworth over someone that smart. I just it's a, it's the brain for me every time. I mean, he's like super smart. Yeah. Yeah, intimidatingly so. Yes, where it's just like I want to think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but like, oh. Yeah, I met him once at a at a party and was just like, was it Seth MacFarlane's? No, because I saw him once at a party, <laughs> taller than I would have thought. He's was a big, that Seth MacFarlane's? Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. got to you know how's that big old off? brain somewhere? Was that Did they hit it off? Like, what was the interaction? Oh like? yeah, you met him. Did you talk? Um, so I do this thing when I'm intimidated where I go all like aloof and sure. so I was fucking terrified. Sorry. Um, I was terrified and just kind of pretended that I didn't see him until the, the host introduced me and I was like, I was wearing Sup. this. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you're like, I think we need to get married. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he was, uh, he was spoken for, but, um, I was wearing this really cool coat that was very environmentally friendly uh, produced. It's like a, a recycled thing. It's a, a really cool uh, brand that does these coats. And so I just sort of had this word vomit about my coat. I was like, you like the environment? Let me talk about my coat. <laughs> it was mortifying. Oh, that's fine. That. <laughs> Do you think he will, will remember you? Uh, you know, he just might. It was a very small gathering and um, a distinctive coat. What can I say? <laughs> he's 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 in a relationship, yeah. He is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he's got a baby, baby now. Right? He does. Yeah. He's got oh. a baby, yeah. Who knows? Stepmom Krista. <laughs> oh lord. No, no. Oh god. How do you think people in the dating scene uh should balance dating multiple people at the same time? Because you know, like if you're dating, you're out there and you're on dating apps and you're swiping and we have this abundance of choice and like you're not in a committed relationship. And if you're not a committed relationship, then you have the option to go on multiple dates. 
it can get very messy very fast and very unclear, especially if you start hanging out with someone on a somewhat regular basis. And then when you see maybe throw in sex, maybe you start rounding some bases or and where how do you think people should handle that? Is it different for the men and women? And how do you think communication should play out in that scenario? When I figure it out, I'll let you know. Um, all I can say is is communication is key and making your needs known. You know, if you need commitment, if you need to know that they're not seeing other people, you have to communicate that. There's no, you know, just playing games or, or getting upset when you find out that they've been seeing someone else. Um, you have to communicate it up front. That way you can't, you know, think that you've been burned after. True. So I'll give you a scenario and let me, I want to, how you would handle it. Uh, you go on a date, goes great. It goes so well that you guys hook up the first night. Not, I wouldn't call that a one night stand, You, but you know each other, you know each other's name, but first great date. And then you both mature adults recognize that like, well, we had a great night and we did all the bases and we did all the things, still a lot to know about each other, but I'm excited to get to know you, but like, let's hang out next week. But since you don't really know this person and you realize that like it could go either way, you maybe go on another date. Like how much does sex change even though you're not in a committed relationship, the amount of communication that needs to happen early on at the risk of hurting of, of this, this, does sex change the commitment level in a non-committed relationship almost. Yes. And the communication level big time. I mean, you're talking about people's personal safety, yep. emotional safety. I think you have to, once you've decided to make that leap, you have to, go full tilt with the communication as well it who who's is it is it incumbent upon one of the other parties or or do you have to just be open to it if you're emotionally invested look if you're just hooking up with someone uh you know because you want to and and you don't want to be alone that's different um and i think you wouldn't necessarily go as deep there uh with that communication yeah no i agree I, i always just tell people it's once you once you have sex, then you have the right to ask whatever questions you want to know about that person's out to activity. So out- long as you're prepared to deal with the answer. Exactly. Well, because you might not get the answer you want. Because what often happens is, is we don't we don't ask the questions because we're afraid of the answers. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's important. And I think women deal with this unfair judgment at all because you know, men don't want to be like a dick, but women don't want to sound crazy. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to sound crazy. I or mean, sound desperate. Sound desperate. Needy. I mean, I barely know him. We only went on one date. I'm like, well, you guys had sex. Like, I think you have the right to ask what he's up to. I also think that men pretend that, or or there's this perception that, that you know, sex doesn't mean as much to men. But I think that men get very attached too. I think y'all are emotional. And a lot of this like structural stuff that we've all, become used to is actually like to protect these highly emotional creatures that are men. I think they very much can, but not uh, always. If he likes the girl and, and they have sex, then he, yes, mush, mush city and, and very vulnerable. 
And because then I think there's a double stand, like even men will be like, well, I like you and we had sex. So now I have the right to be super gushy and emotional and almost too much. Sometimes I think that can get complicated. That's where the double standards, I think work. Uh, with any luck. I love an emotional man. Uh, yeah. Well, if you love him back, but like sometimes guys can be like, well, wait, we had, you know, like men have a way of sometimes demanding emotion from women unfairly if they, if once they decide to like a girl, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I like, you know. Right. Um, Do you love me? Do you love me? I love you. You you know, we've had that. And meanwhile, but, but yes, I think, and we've talked to like Dr. Brenner and and other things like that women seem to have an emotional connection on a more regular basis with sex where guys don't always have that. And they seem to more easily disconnect in a sex situation and they don't necessarily have to feel feelings it seems to be the norm and so that's where it can get complicated where i think then women will feel more judged if they want to set any expectations up front now that they've opened up kind of like we're having sex and i don't want to sound crazy right 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 i think that you know that's that giving receiving energy and the the giving is is definitely more of a you know a dominant a dominant energy and so the receiving can can be vulnerable and that's where that comes in you yeah. know it's the emotional mirroring the physical it's just so it's uh it's a challenge out there oh would you ever break up with someone via text and when is it okay when is it not in the uh dating <sighs> spectrum i never would i never would what about and i think it's one completely date? unacceptable you go on one date, no hooking up. Then you're not, that's not a breakup. You weren't, you weren't with Okay, them. so where in the yeah. spectrum, where in the spectrum is it totally full bullshit to text someone? Like you in a committed, like we define the relationship where boyfriend and girlfriend for six months. Okay, we agree that's bullshit. But when is it, when is it okay to be like, hey, listen, this isn't working for me? You know you know a i mean lot especially of people if you've assume, hooked up with someone. a lot of people everyone assumes and that's where we are we are we're making everyone mad because a lot of people just assume that's where ghosting comes in the situation so like hey, yeah. we they knew we they knew we didn't vibe i don't have to reach out to that person and meanwhile the other person's the other side being like they ghosted me they never i never heard from that person again that's funny. I've always joked that if I had a podcast, it would be called Where is the Line? Because there are so many topics like this where it's like, when does good become bad? When does you know black become white? There's so many things that it's like, where is the line? And this is one of them. Um, but I just, I think you know, like when you've had that intense emotional connection um, and people want to cop out and say it wasn't that serious, but that's because there's infinite choice now with the internet and dating apps. Yes. It has created bad behavior in people. I'll tell you the solution to that. Montana. Less than <laughs> infinite. Less than infinite choices. No, because you could be I mean, you could be talking to someone from anywhere. I was recently talking to someone in another state and we met for the first time in a different state than the states that we both lived in. And it's just like you're not limited anymore, you know, by geography. Um just be a stand-up person. In any circumstance, you know, I never want to behave in a way that like somebody can look back on it and be like, no, I know. But the only thing you're not considering is you might feel different 
like I, I agree that there's some situations that are pretty like black and white. Okay, right? so is there a line for you? I don't really know. Like, yeah, I think it's it's it really. I think that the goal is to think about how that other person might be feeling, and then your first reaction, an honest reaction, how they might be feeling, is probably the right one. Without trying to be like they don't really think they don't care as much. They're fine. They'll they'll be okay. And when you have to start justifying and. If there's any chance that you think they care more than you do, they probably do. Then trust your gut, right? And if that's the case, then do what you would want someone to do to you. You know, kind of the golden rule of it yes. all. Yes. But I think more often than not, instead, we will be like, it's not a big deal. They don't care. And they'll make up excuses like, well, it's just awkward. And I don't want to hurt their feelings. And they probably don't care anyways. And I don't want to assume and then we get into all these situations where then we just opt out and choose to ghost and leave and, and leave people hanging and wondering questions and things like that. Yeah. And, for me. And all these people would claim that they want to be good people. Oh, for sure. Nobody ever sees themselves as the, as the villain. Yeah. But for me in life, always play the long game. Great. So, yeah, Do yeah. the thing that aligns with having more character so even if you think oh they don't care it's it's not that big of a deal consider treat it as if it is a big deal and treat others with utmost care always that's a that's a, i couldn't agree more um, long game. let's uh let's wrap up and play a quick game of do you know me we play this with all our our, our, our guests let's do it it's really easy um i'm gonna ask you a question chrissy myself and ally will guess the answer to this so don't answer right away okay and if you have an anecdotal story you want to share if your answer great if not no no problem okay all right do you know me with krista allen does krista consider uh herself to be an introvert or an extrovert i uh ambervert i was just about to ambervert, say ambervert yeah yeah, yeah. You know, she uh, likes going out, but she likes her alone time. She, she likes her dog and she her She likes yard. getting those one-on-one -on -one deep conversations at a party. Specifically with Elon. Specifically with the Musk. That is correct. Y'all yeah. clocked me. Very good. Um, historically, Snaps I've been an introvert. Us. Yep. I've been an introvert, but I'm learning to be more extroverted, and I'm very proud of myself. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I'm... I'm learning to accept that I've always been more introverted than I've told myself. Mm. I'm more of an ambervert as well. Look at us all growing. <laughs> Magic. Evolving. That's that self-awareness. Has Krista ever accidentally sent an inappropriate text or email to the wrong person? I feel like you're too measured. I feel like what is inappropriate? Like to the wrong person probably, but I don't know if she'd yeah, like this. Inappropriate is it's it could text be, or email, right? Yeah, yeah, it could be anyone where like, oh, I, yes. I did not want to send to that person and I'm a little embarrassed. Not necessarily a nude yeah. or anything. Yeah. It's just a, I feel like she's most definitely like for you. accidentally texted the person that she's talking about. I always do that. Like if I'm thinking about them and yeah. I want to text about them, I'll accidentally send it to their name. <laughs> That's bad. I'm going to go with my gut and still I'm gonna say go no. With, yeah. I'm going to say no. Not really. There was this one time um, for a work thing. It was like, I thought it was a done deal. Uh, so I screenshotted a text conversation and then sent it to the person. Oh, then yes. The, the text conversation <laughs> was. But, uh, yes. but um, yeah, that was the one time I am pretty measured and, and very well considered. Like I just, I read an email 15 times before I send it. <laughs> it's probably not healthy. 
most of the things that we do serve us well and hurt us all at the same time. It's true. It's true. Uh, question number three. Has Krista ever tried to make someone jealous? Like consciously say, I want to make them jealous. Oh, like, well, like 22 year old Krista, perhaps, but not 30 year old Krista. Well, this no. is ever. Ever. Hmm. I'm sure ever. Like you can be on the playground showing like Billy or fancy Play-Doh and be like, be jealous. <laughs> I'm going to say no based on the idea. This is about self-awareness. And then I think she may have made someone jealous, but not in a Machiavellian way where yeah. if she knew that she was doing it, she wouldn't do it. She would have been upset. Yeah, but, I don't think okay. it was intentional. I agree. I think y'all are wrong. Um, okay, great. Thanks I, for the honesty. Yeah, I, I definitely... Uh, I think success is the best revenge. So the best thing anyone can ever do is doubt me. Uh, it like drives me so much. And um, so in that way, yeah, I, I'm kind of getting revenge all the time and like trying to make people and jealous no all the intended. time. <laughs> no pun intended, Krista. No, exactly that. Revenge. Exactly that. And by the way, I recommend this to everyone. If someone has hurt you, if some situation in life has hurt you, go be the best version of yourself. And you know, flip that situation on its head. It's better for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. Revenge. Get revenge. I had an ex-girlfriend cry on my shoulders at her bachelorette party. Felt good. Why were you at her bachelorette party? Because she showed up at the place that I hang out hung out with at, at every Saturday. Hmm. Seems intentional. That was a win for me. <laughs> I want to see a uh, a dramatic reenactment of that on TikTok. No. No, she's she's happy. Well, it's got the wigs for you. Got the wigs I for it. You can do it. For it. Yeah. We'll write it. We'll do it. Um, all right, Allie, pick this question. Just a heads up: what? Has uh, Krista <laughs> ever used uh, props for sex? We sex. Mm. We're, we're sex toy positive on this show, so no judgment. Well, props doesn't necessarily need to be a sex no, toy. It could, could be, be wigs. A costume. Could be costumes. Yeah. <laughs> a dress. But sex toys well, also props. would be a prop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I can't answer this question. A simple yes or no will suffice. All I can say is, uh, you know, self-love is very important. Self-love. Yeah, it right. is. <laughs> right, ladies? Am I right? Amen. Yeah, we have Amen. A, we're we're, we're sex positive and we have an all-female audience that will <laughs> greatly appreciate the positivity. Uh, last question. Has Krista ever walked out on a movie? On what? A movie. On a movie, like it was so bad. Not like turn it off because, like, yeah, know. no, you have to actively walk out. Mm. No, no, I feel like no. I will, uh, I will one up you and say that I walked out on a screening at Ooh. a friend's house. Ooh. It was just so bad. I went with a friend. Um, there was this movie that was coming out. I really wanted to see it. It wasn't released for all these like technical reasons. And my friend was like, "Oh, my friend produced that movie. We can like just go to his house and watch it." And halfway through the movie, we were like, we cannot stay to the end of this because he's going to be like, so what did you think of my movie? And we're going to have to tell him. <laughs> so we like said that we had She's to feed like, the dog oh, or my, something yeah. and we just went home. <laughs> okay. I can't believe I admitted that. It's fine. I hope I don't. I'm pretty sure your friend doesn't listen to this podcast. They'll never watch. They'll never yeah. watch. Krista, thanks so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Can you let the people know where they can find you on all things internet related and, and, and then some? I am Krista Allen on the internet. Yes, at Krista Allen. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Uh, great. 
great content out there. Uh, Her TikTok is so fun. I got like, I'm new to the TikTok and I got like. No, I was like, who is this person? Like, wildly entertaining. I'm like, oh. It was like 13 going on 30. Yeah, great. You know? Oh, um, I love TikTok. I love TikTok. You're crushing TikTok it. TikTok with the dress and the thriller thing is like beyond. Oh, wait until you see what I have planned for my 30th birthday. When I is your wait. 30th birthday? We are going to knock it out of the park. It's November 11. 11. I'm going to contact. This year. This year. Coming up. Yeah. Um, I want fans to be able to come. So I'm going to organize something where like fans well, can come. Can we come as fans? Yes. <laughs> No, you're friends. You're friends. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get Versace to recreate the dress. Like, I want to go all out. Inviting Jennifer and Mark, of course. And you, I mean, I got to say, they, See, ca- like they, they hit it out of the park in casting, not only obviously with your amazing acting ability, but like you guys kind of look like each other as adults. <laughs> like I, wa- yeah. I, I was on the same plane. I never met Jennifer in life, but she was on the same plane as I and I walked past her. And so I guess I've seen her in person. But yeah, you there's a striking resemblance there. I'll take it. She is gorgeous inside and out yeah i mean truly um well thanks so much for coming this has been a ton of fun uh guys thanks for listening as always we appreciate you doing so don't uh forget to rate us five stars on itunes sending your questions at asknickacastmedia.com cast with the k you you are interested in coming back for ask nick episodes and give relationship advice to our dear callers out there oh we have callers calling in yeah yes wonderful let's do it a lot of fun uh so krista will be back for that um and uh yeah so sending your questions and if nothing else we will see you back on monday